Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Off The Record. As ever, I'm your host Imogen Marshall. My guest this week is Emma White, a Baltimore-born singer based in Nashville. Growing up in a musical family, Emma graduated from Berklee College of Music before releasing and touring her first album, His Eyes, and its follow-up, Gypsy. Last year, she released her latest subtitled album, Emma White, that propelled her success, garnering upwards of two million streams independently. Her single, I Thought You Were The One, was spotlit by iTunes as a country hot track and featured on Apple Music's Young Country and Breaking Country and her track Overthink It was added to Spotify's coveted New Boots playlist. Most recently, she has been featured as one of Rolling Stone's 10 new country artists you need to know. Please welcome Emma White. The record! Off the record! Very good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Good. So yeah, so you've had a pretty good start to 2018. How's life treating you? Yeah. Bit uh, crazy. No, 2018 has been good. Just yeah, the last the last couple months have been really good. Good. It's exciting. Um, yeah. Good. Yeah, I was actually, it was really weird. I was out buying records yesterday and I got one of Emily Lou Harris records and I found out that you actually named after her. Do you think you're a big fan? Oh of my God. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like, this is a very yeah. random coincidence. Um, it's so funny. Yeah, my parents loved her. Um, they named my brother after James Taylor and me after Emmy Lou. And, <laughs> and you grew up in Baltimore, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So, what was the music scene like there growing up? What kind of things did you listen to? Um, Baltimore is very eclectic. We had a big, um, we had a big like punk rock scene. Yeah. But then, on the radio, it was more R and B. Urban music was huge, and country music. There were two competing radio stations, and they were one was R and B and one was completely country so um it definitely we had everything going on there at once yeah you definitely hear that in your music i think like some of the songs there's definitely that like r&b sort of hip-hop edge i guess like coming through yeah definitely that's, that's what we were going for some of them yeah yeah so you clearly like music was quite ingrained in your family from a young age i think both your parents are songwriters is that right yeah my mom actually yeah, my mom is more of the songwriter, but she okay. went to Nashville when I was a kid and was, like, pitching to publishers and trying to make a go of it when I was little. Oh, so you've sort of grown up kind of around that atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wrote my first song there. Oh, what was it about? Um, it was called... <laughs> Probably uh, Stretching the Memory Way Back. No, no, no. It's it's called um, Oh, I Love My Emmy Lou, and it was called Emmy Lou Aww. basically. But um, but yeah, we we she was writing it. I I was so little. I mean, I don't know that I really helped very much. <laughs> <laughs> but it was your song anyway. I tried. You helped with the name. Um, yeah. So wait. Sorry, so how, did you, how did you find me? How did I find you? Okay, so I literally was going through Instagram. Instagram, and I found you on Rolling Stone. I think it was the 10 country artists oh, okay. you need to know. Um, and yeah, like, so my I guess the purpose of my podcast is just to get out um, some more 
like in the UK we have a very small um, exposure to country music I would say yeah I so, feel like it's growing now though it's it definitely like growing it's but it's still like you don't get as many of the up and comers over here it's kind of yeah. when people have I guess when they're already headliners they are, right. people have heard of them over here so my thing is just trying to get like just more of it out there um and hearing yeah. more people's stories and all the rest of it so yeah no i find it really exciting <laughs> oh so cool well thank you for asking me no you're more than welcome um so the first one i wanted to play from like your record um so what what i guess was a record that was the soundtrack to your childhood do you think if you can even choose um, one when i was really little it was probably billy joel um and the Dixie Chicks. Um, their their record for Wide Open Spaces was probably like the first CD that I loved listening to over oh, and over again. Many precede and many will follow. A young girl's dreams no longer hollow. It takes the shape of. Dixie Chicks with their song Wide Open Spaces. Yeah. So after Baltimore, you studied at Berkeley School of Music, right? Yeah. Yeah. So wh where, where is that? Um, That's where my, not, my geography is terrible. Okay. Um, so I can imagine that was like quite a big transition, do you know, from going where I guess music was a bit of a hobby to now you're being sort of, you're studying it, being graded on it. Was, was that a weird transition? Yeah, it was actually super difficult for me because I was kind of, I was really into sports and, and music and I it was kind of like a well-rounded scenario where I grew up and then going to a school that was solely focused on music was, yeah. was really, really intense. But I mean, I learned a ton and it just made me better. But yeah, it was definitely mm. like... So was it classes on songwriting and... Yeah. yeah, I guess vocal yeah, training. So then, then you were, yeah, you were kind of like judged on, or yeah, graded on your art, which is kind of weird because that's sort of something you can't be graded on. I guess. Yeah, it's like but, a very subjective thing, isn't it? Yeah, but it was still great. I mean, I don't regret it at all. It was, but it was definitely, um, it was just, yeah, it was different. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so how many years after that was it until you moved to Nashville? So after um, school, I moved to New York because my yeah. sister was living there, and then and then I kind of hopped around between New York and LA and Nashville, mm -hmm. and I finally settled in Nashville like maybe six, uh, probably a year later. Oh, okay. So what 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 made yeah. you like make the decision to to move completely? Um. I needed to plant my feet somewhere that was more more of the caliber of musician I wanted to be around yeah. to, to work with and become a better songwriter and 
um, I knew that it would take moving to moving there. I don't remember what it was actually exactly. Oh, that's the the Bluebird, this like songwriter venue. Yeah, no, in Nashville. Did you get to play there? I just heard. I was listening. I haven't played there actually. I want to. On your um, list. I heard this songwriter play. Her name's Laura McKenna, and I heard her writing. It was Natalie Hemby and Laura McKenna, and hearing them just made me realize their their ability to write was at a different level, like than I had heard. Yeah. In the other town, so it just made me want to go there. Oh, okay. And so, yeah. you, when you moved there, you, you were waiting t- tables for a while, is that right? At the tab? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, for like seven years. Oh, okay. Was that, how, how was that sort of yeah. like, I know it sounds like a weird question, but you know, you're sort of seeing all the country artists come and go. Did you get to interact with them much or not, not really? Actually, yeah. I, um, I served a couple country artists. I, Brett Eldridge always came into my restaurant, oh. and he didn't know I was a singer or anything, but he refused to sit at a table unless I was his <laughs> <laughs> And he was so nice to me. He was so nice. And oh, I actually it's always... him all the time, but he, he doesn't know. He doesn't remember me at all. But, oh. yeah, it's really but it's nice. always good hearing that, you know, that the, the nice side of artists, you know. That they've come in and been like yeah, really good hosts. Yeah. Speaking as someone who's been a waitress, like I feel the pain of having bad customers. <laughs> um, oh gosh, yeah. And did your did your mom give you much advice when you moved, or did she encourage you with that? I mean, my mom. I talk to my mom every day, probably twice a day. So, yeah. like, <laughs> she didn't have. I mean, she didn't have any set advice. It just you know I talk to her all the time. And... Yeah. She's always, we're, we still write together, like we'll send each other songs, and she mm. actually just emailed me a song that she wants me to finish oh. with hers, so. It's a bit of collaboration with her. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, yeah. that was actually going to be one of my questions later on, that, or did you, do you think of collaborating with your mom so you answered that one? <laughs> yeah, no, we definitely would. She, yeah. she might put out an album or something eventually, I don't know. Oh, amazing. I have to get but that yeah. list when that comes out. Um, so I guess my um, my next record question would be, um, what was what? Can you pinpoint like one or two records that really made you want to get into music? Um, there were so many. I think <laughs> I know it's like such a hard question to pin down. It's like every song ever. <laughs> Honestly, when I was in high school, as strange as it sounds, like I loved I loved Justin Timberlake's first solo album, and that was yeah. like the pinnacle for me i was like this is it (laughs) i'll do this i wanted to be him i didn't want to be country at that time i wanted to be like a pop pop star (laughs) when yeah that his first album getting scared now right don't feel me baby it's just just feel good right listen I notice and when I in your colorful face It's kinda weird to me since you're so fine If it's up to me your face will change That was Justin Timberlake with Like I Love You. First album was my favorite. Yeah, when did you then so you said you didn't really want to necessarily be a country star at the start, so when when did you decide that that was the music you wanted to to put out there 
Well, as a kid, I went to a Dixie Chicks concert. Like, mm-hmm. when I was very little, I went to a Dixie Chicks show, and I kind of, like, looked at them, and I was like, that's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I just knew it. Yeah. But then as I got into high school, I was, I don't know if I didn't think country was cool or something. I just, You have to like, go through the rebellious phase. Yeah, I was just really into pop, R&B, mm-hmm. hip-hop. Like, that was kind of what what was big at the time. And yeah. then... And then what I was naturally, I actually, like, I had a lot of opportunities in country that were kind of not, it was just odd. Like, doors were opening in Nashville that weren't anywhere else, so I just kind of felt like a natural fit, I guess. Was it where you were meant to be? Yeah, I feel like I can't really leave now. (laughs) Was where you you are now, your roots put down? Um, actually, so one of the things I was yeah. going to ask you about, so, um, uh, I was looking at on your Twitter, Twitter and everything, and there's, um, you p- were a part of the Time's Up song suffragette yeah. video, that was really, re- and you also played, I think, in the showcase, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Was How was that yeah. experience? I feel like it's such a cool, it's it was a it's cool really movement. Cool to- yeah, the um the video was really fun. It was like a freezing cold winter day. Yeah, you can see people's um, breaths in it, and I was like, that looks cold. <laughs> but it was fun. I actually was hesitant to do it. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of the first thing I had been a part of that in that vein, and I don't know. I'm mm. I'm really glad that I did it, and like, I don't know. I I thought it was received well. Like you yeah, know, for the most part. And, well, song suffragettes is great because it's like a, an opportunity to play new stuff and and it's all females and yeah because for people know, who it's like a good thing for me mm, for people who don't Sorry? know because I was going to say for people who don't know about it it's it's five I think it's five is it five women in the who play songs in the round like they yeah. do different women and then they all sing a song together is that yeah. right yeah and different different artists playing but women focused <laughs> yeah yeah it's, usually it's like two two people that remain the same okay and then other like the three others straight up mm. um yeah because i feel like it's it is a very important time for women in the entertainment industry at the moment um so it's it's yeah do you feel a sense of responsibility there or i don't know i mean yeah it, i mean with that video with that video i was hesitant because i didn't want i didn't want it to be received the wrong way yeah then i realized like the fear of speaking out is sort of what holds people in the same place so Mm -hmm. i'm glad that they did something to kind of put um just put something out that that stood behind it it wasn't just and it kind of um, meant something under the rug with them Mm -hmm. yeah it meant something to me it kind of like took on a different meaning for me too yeah and I guess yeah. following on from that, um, I was going to ask, what's another record that means, has meant a lot to you in your life? Could you pinpoint just one that, like, really? Oh um, this, uh, Patty Griffin, do you know Patty Griffin? Yeah. She made, she made her first album and they, like, produced, they got a big producer or something and they tried to polish it up and then. They ended up scrapping it and going with the demo she made in her Boston apartment. Oh. And it's called Living with Ghosts. And it's like some of the best songwriting. And I think a lot of other artists have become who they are because of that album specifically. Yeah. Um, 
it's to her writing, right. just everyone. I don't know. I feel like a lot of females, when you start writing, you gravitate to Patty Griffin, and that was the album that meant a lot to me. And yeah. I like started playing guitar because of it and all that. So. Oh, okay. I de- definitely have to give that one a listen again. <laughs> Swimming with the snakes at the bottom of the well. So silent and peaceful in the darkness where we fell. That was Patty Griffin with Forgiveness. Um, because you, uh, you've done a lot of. Have you done many co-writes with um, other girls on your album? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, I have a couple favorites. Um, I don't know if you would. Are there people you like gravitate towards when you're co-writing, or do you like to experiment yeah. and try different different I, voices? Yeah, I'll always experiment with anyone. Like I generally will just write if somebody asks me to yeah but it's funny usually it's they're really good publishers who kind of recommend people they're like oh you might fit well with this person and that has led to some really great co-writes um a lot of a lot of other women i like to write with uh, hmm. in yeah. i guess it but, started with your mom back in the day yeah yeah i think it's when i i, it, I don't know it depends like if i write with guys it's a different experience, mm. or um, well, it's different stories and different easier feelings. For girls. Sorry, it's it's different stories and different feelings and different approaches, I guess, to different yeah um, yeah things. Um, yeah. So, um, so you've made like remained very in, firmly independent. Was that a conscious decision you made? With your Honestly, mindset? that's be, by necessity. Like I, yeah. I mean. It would be great to have help, but mm-hmm. I, um, I just kind of. But I, I think you're bossing it by yourself, but obviously. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I just. I would love to have a partner, but yeah. um, until then, I just want to keep making sure that I like move forward and make progress and um, mm-hmm. kind of do like act as a label if I need to. You know, yeah. just do whatever they'd be doing for me. Do you think it so, sort of yeah. gives you something by almost doing it by yourself? Like, do you think? that if you had that label do you think you could it's kind of allowed you to work out who you really want to be and who what music you want exactly to yeah no 100 percent. i that i really have yeah sometimes i think it's for the best but mm. but yeah it's, you definitely get to get to the root of what you want to do and say and yeah you don't have to let anyone else tell you like what you should say or <laughs> thing about um but you've like you've opened for you've done some amazing things like you've played the national anthem at the staples center and you've opened opened for brad paisley yeah yeah how how out could if you could pick any of those which one would you pick as your you know best the best experience you've had so far um the brad paisley show was was actually really fun because Mm. so my local radio station Set those up for Rodney and and Brad Paisley, but um, yeah. but yeah, that was fun just because there was this crazy 
downpour, and it was just a really insane Sounds like um, setup and teardown for my band. Yeah, no, it was just out of, like, I don't know, it was just funny. It was like we all had to figure out how to handle that situation. Was it open it air? It became... Yeah, we were oh outside, my God. and it just started pouring. <laughs> Suddenly everyone like, runs to protect all their instruments and all the equipment. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was crazy. But you so got it was, through it. It was really so, memorable. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, yeah. So I think my next question was, is there a record that you wish everyone in the UK could hear? Country record. Hmm not throwing you off a country record that everyone could hear yeah i mean i feel like they're hearing them like i feel like finally i feel like people are hearing yeah yeah like chris stapleton and um i don't know there's just a lot is it exciting now that um you know i mean country music was has has been sort of traditionally such an, an american thing um and it really hasn't I guess I mean you have had some artists come over, but not as much as there is now. Is that exciting for you, for everyone having that sort of like in, oh, it's more international? Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, we just got a direct flight from Nashville to London. So um, when when are you coming? It's, it's, well, so actually, oh oh no no no, no. they've set it up. Yeah, I was like, you're coming, really? <laughs> no, I my my friend is actually trying to get me over there. She oh, she lived in Nashville for two years, but she's from Liverpool. Yeah, now the direct flights are so, there. There's no excuse. Yeah, exactly. So I have to figure that out. But um, but yeah, no, I I think like hopefully, I mean obviously the new artists, you know, people in the UK are gonna hear. But even people like John Prine or yeah, um, just different songwriters who kind of who kind of um made their own way and were were both country and and Americana and folk at the mm. same time like I think that's really exciting because it's just there's so much there's so much that Nashville has to offer and Definitely. I mean it's kind of crazy there's so many artists and so much music and yeah I feel like there's a sort of but, a lot of the country audience there's sort of two generations almost of um country the country audience over here <laughs> where you've got sort of like the younger generation who listen to you know is the younger younger people so like Marin Morris and um you know Eric Church and likes that and then there's the older generation who think of it as still the um they'll listen to like the old the older stuff like John Prine you know you know all that that stuff so there's almost a yeah. gap where they yeah. haven't like each side has has to listen to the others <laughs> the other's music yeah um yeah it's true I mean I I still have to go back and like educate myself on older <laughs> older country music all the time i'm supposed to listen to a bunch of hank williams jr records this week oh. <laughs> that's my your prime work for my, yourself uh, yes my homework <laughs> <laughs> um so talking about your music more closely um your record was released in february so almost a year ago now it's like but that's not yeah. quickly yeah <laughs> um what was different about writing this record in comparison to your older oldest my eyes and gypsy um yeah i feel like i it was a lot more co-writing mm-hmm. um with better writers and it was just it was just a more um it was a more produced kind of 
labor-intensive project. And yeah. We had three producers on it and, like, I don't know, six co-writers. And, um, and I had, I had like, distribution for the first time. It was just, like, a different thing. It was yeah. kind of, like... Um, a bigger project, almost. A more complicated... Pro- yeah, a bigger project. And, and I think the songs were structured better than they ever had been and there was just more dimension to it like I mm-hmm. I still wanted it to be eclectic but it was still kind of um there was a common thread with the whole thing yeah I, I thought <laughs> no I definitely would agree with that I mean listening to it it's you know it's all you, you. there's not like there's the same vibe even though the songs are very different and unique if that makes sense yeah, well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> no, you're welcome. Um, yeah, because I, f- I feel like there's a lot of um, you know, power in your record. Um, you know, you've got My Ex and I Thought You Were The One. And there's a sense that you've moved on from the, the, that relationship. You know, there's a lot of, like, hurt in the album, but I don't think you ever portray yourself as a victim, which is quite a, like, clever oh, thing. Um, Lots of stories to tell, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely a lot of stories to tell. I actually mm-hmm. have someone I write, I've written a lot of songs about, and we're friends now. And I'll just okay. like. Has he heard it? So we just, oh, yeah, yeah. He loves it. He likes that stuff to kick out of it. But he actually works at this, or he, or he did work at this bar, and I would just go and play shows there. And I'd be like, this is dedicated to you. And this one um, is dedicated to you. Yeah, no, we laugh about it. We're, you know, we're friends. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. But, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of it's always therapeutic to write a song. Yeah, it's and like he can say song, he's got a song, song written about him. Sorry. You what? I was gonna say he can say that he's got songs written about him. So that's quite cool. <laughs> yeah, now he thinks every song's about him. I'm like, no, I've moved on. There are no songs about him. <laughs> I've had other relationships. <laughs> it's not all about you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I, w- I really want to talk about because um, I think the first song that I really like, like hooked me in was "Not That Into You," just because I thought it was so. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, just because I thought it was so. Um, it was just really like the lyrics were made like. This, it was very different the message it was bringing across because it was like inverting that stereotype like so many lines from it i feel like any girl could be like i heard a guy say that to me i heard a guy say it to me and it was just really really cool hearing a girl singing those lines oh my gosh thank you that was the whole point behind it like i just sometimes i feel like girls are made out to be one way even now when they Mm -hmm. shouldn't be and um it's just so overplayed and I wanted to write a song that was giving the female the power in the dynamic no definitely it like really did bring you know it was was a girl power song while while being quirky and different yeah it was really lovely um so um do you ever find like when you're writing that there's some things though that you really just like I can't write about that it's too painful yet or do you ever write songs for yourself like thinking like I'll write a song for me to get this pain out but I'm not going to share it with anyone do you ever do that yeah 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 I have I have some songs that I can't I want to write but I can't write yet for sure yeah um 
And so, yeah, so I, I write, like, I have a journal that I'm like, oh, my God, if anyone ever found this, I would just die. <laughs> <laughs> like, hide it under lock and key, put it, hide it under lock and key, <laughs> yeah. put it in a safe, hidden away, no one can see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, for sure. I mean, some, for whatever reason, some things are just easier to write that are, like, yeah. less traumatic or honest. But, but, yeah, I mean, there's always songs like that. Sometimes it's therapeutic, and then other times I'm like, okay, I'm not ready to, like, dig that deep with this situation. Or... Yeah. So, yeah. Do you ever, and have you ever been inspired by, like, a friend's story? So hearing things that your friends have said and then kind of relating that into your music? Or is it, do you generally find it's easier to use your stories and your experiences? It's actually really funny that you ask that because I sometimes I have an easier time writing a song if I'm outside of myself so my yeah. sister a lot of times things my sister goes through I can kind of look at and write a song about easier than um, almost like a you, I guess it can be like a letter to a friend because when you're like stepping outside of yourself you're like you also you almost write it like yeah. more beautifully I guess rather than just raw pain I don't know yeah yeah, yeah, and sometimes if you're playing a character, sort of, it's easier to write because it's not so, um, it doesn't have to be so honest and, and real and um, exactly what happened. It can kind of be this pretend thing, mm -hmm. which I like doing. I like to, to write songs that are even just melody-driven. Like, I don't even care if they're about anything. Like, I just love music. Yeah. I don't, I'm not even... I've gotten more into lyrics being in Nashville, but I really just love music. So, yeah. Like, so sing, almost yeah. singer first rather than singer first rather than songwriter first? Yes, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Singer first. Um, so w if you could pick one record off your album, which would it be? To like introduce people like to my you. Song? Yeah, like you, you're the one, yeah. I guess the one you're most proud of. I think. I mean, Not That Into You, I think, is, is probably the one. My Ex and Not That Into You. I love My Ex for its hybrid of R&B and, like, Yeah, I was going to say, it's like, the, you've got the, this is like, this pe pedal, has it got pedal in it? Pedal and, feel, yeah. yeah. And it's kind of yeah. those loops, so it's I really cool. I love that one, just because it has, like, an urban vibe to it. Definitely. Yeah. Wise, that I love, and... But yeah, lyrically and artistically, not that into you is probably the most uh, true to my personality. Mm -hmm. I kind of um, blunt, and I feel like that's a good intro. Yeah. <laughs> Be like, this is me, listen to it, and you will know me much better. Um... Was it something I said that gave you the green light? Tendency of coming up too nice. I'm not playing games or hard to get. Trying to figure out which signs you misread. This ain't love, baby. We just met. And I'm not sure what to say. Except you need to pump the brakes. Yeah, because I'm you push the more I pull away I've been seeing other guys Like three and four at a time 
that was the acoustic version of Emma's Not That Into You. Um, yeah. Okay, so, so looking forward, I guess, to 2018, you are now one of the country artists to know um, from Rolling Stone. Um, do you, What are your plans next? Have you, is there more music coming? Um, yeah, what can we expect from you in 2018? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out... Yeah, I have a I have a whole album I, I want to do, but I yeah. just didn't see. I'm trying to figure out what the best uh, the best thing to do there is. But right now I've just been booking and and kind of trying to get on opening slots for other people and yeah. um, play festivals if I can. Like uh, I'm still a very new artist, so it's, yeah, I mean definitely it's hard to know when I'm actually going to be able to book. But yeah, I'm just trying to book a lot of a lot of shows. I just want to play a ton. Yeah, it's an exciting time. That's, that's my thing. Lots to look forward yeah. to. Yeah. Um, so I guess my other question was, what's your, what would you, if you could pick one record in the world, what would your favourite record of all time be? Oh my gosh. Like favourite song? Or yeah. Favorite play, play one song. Okay. Stuck on a desert island and you could only listen to one song for the rest of your life. Um, one song for the rest of my life. Um, it would probably be Michael Jackson, mm. and it would probably be, there's a song called I Like the Way You Love Me, and it's yeah. one of my favorite songs. Great there. song. Great choice. You took my head and you told me you loved me, Was Michael Jackson's I Like the Way You Love Me. That was not what I expected. Uh, yeah, Michael Jackson throwing a curveball in there. Love it. I know. <laughs> I, I'm kind of all over the place. But yeah, no, I love that. I just love him. I love his music. Yeah. He was always very much about putting all of your influences. Real in, artist. Into your music and not. Yeah, he, he just said, don't worry about labeling it a genre like just do what's real so that's why I, I just love his music yeah so yeah um so i guess with all that i've got my final segment is the speed 10 so it's just some quick fire questions um okay okay so number one what are you binge watching or reading right now um i binge binge watched the crown Ooh. because i'm obsessed <laughs> <laughs> The royal with, family, um, Queen Elizabeth, and oh. the royal family. Yeah, I mean, you um, and me both. I love, I love that show. It's so good. Will you like, watch the royal I wedding? The Queen Did I watch what? Will you watch the royal wedding in whatever month it is? March. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I yeah, mean, yeah. Meghan Markle is just beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I like the crown because you learn something. It's all real, and yeah, I don't know. It's just really well done. And the Queen yeah, watches so, it, so. Um, you clip, therefore watch yeah. the same thing as the queen. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so number two, we have one ticket to go anywhere in the world. Where do you go? Um, London. Oh, good choice. <laughs> I haven't been, so I gotta go. Oh my god, yeah, you have to go. Do all... There's so much to do over here. <laughs> Not that I'm biased, but yeah, there is. <laughs> um, okay, number three. What's the first record you ever bought? 
I ever bought? Um, I, I probably Patty Griffin, the Living mm. with Goat. Um. Uh, okay, Thanksgiving or Christmas? Um. Christmas. Number five. What's your favorite comfort food? Comfort food? Yeah. Um, I have. I have a burger addiction. I like <laughs> go and seek out the finest burgers. <laughs> and where is the finest burger? <laughs> like bistro burgers. Yeah, I just love a good burger. I've been doing um, what do you call it? Um, veganuary. So I need to have that at the end. <laughs> burger. I'm looking forward to having a burger again. Um. Yes. Um, number six what's your favourite spot in Nashville favourite spot yeah um my favourite place um that's kind of tough I love well there's a burger place that I go to probably once a week it's called Burger Up and it's my favourite place to go I'll have to go there when I make it over like my regular (laughs) yeah <laughs> Number seven, the Grand Ole Opry or the Bluebird? Bluebird. Vinyl or streaming? I mean, vinyl's you have to cooler go. to say. You have to say. I yeah. stream. <laughs> I feel like that's what everyone says. Like, everyone's going to say vinyl because it's cooler, but most yeah. people stream these days. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. Number nine, what's your New Year's resolution, if you even have one? Um, did I have one? I don't have, I don't make resolutions, honestly, I really don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't have one. <laughs> That's okay, you're not allowed not to have one. Um, and my last question was, what was the, what would be your one essential to survive a long night of songwriting or producing? My one, I'm sorry, can you say it again? Your one essential to survive a long night of songwriting or producing? Um, coffee. Yeah. I will not eat, eat, I will just drink a ton of coffee. And I like, it's like a meal for me. It's so weird. <laughs> if I eat, I get tired, but if I just drink coffee, I'm uh, good. Do you have to, are you particular with your coffee or is it just, just anything will do? <laughs> Um, I'm pretty particular actually, yeah. but I mean, it depends if I can, if I, it, it depends what's around. I, I will take what's around, but mm-hmm. usually I'll, I'll just have like, I don't know. I don't do sugar in it or anything. Just like cream or soy milk yeah. or something, but yeah. Perfect. So you've completed the speedy 10 and then, yeah, that's all the questions I had for you. Um, the last thing I wanted to do is just, um, for you to let people to know where they can find you and all your channels and all the rest of it okay yeah so my website is just emmawhitemusic.com and um i'm my albums are i mean everywhere you can find them itunes spotify all that um yeah i'm kind of on every platform except snapchat and i don't i don't know when i'll be on snapchat don't (laughs) don't do it (laughs) that's the one to avoid oh great yeah so, anyway. yeah that i think that's all i had for you um yeah thank you so much for this thank you it was so great. much for asking me i really appreciate it um no it was absolutely great to have you on um yeah all right great. thank you enjoy so the rest of your sunday you. 
Me too. Okay. Bye. Bye bye. Thank you so much to Emma White for that. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed that, and I will see you all next Monday. Um, have a great week. Bye y'all. Stay.